Welcome to Cloudcast Basics, the best source on the internet for learning cloud computing. And now from the Cloudcast Studios, here are your hosts, Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely. Hello and welcome to Cloudcast Basics, Season 2, Episode 3. This is your co-host, Brian Gracely, and with me as always is Aaron Delp. Hey, everyone. Aaron, today we're going to talk about how to use the cloud computing to reduce risk. So we talked about uh, reducing costs in the last one. Why don't you kind of walk us through the framework that we think about in terms of the different ways we can reduce risk? Yeah, absolutely. So we have four points in the framework today, but also risk has an additional thing we need to think about. There is reduction of risk, which is, hey, overall, what is my exposure and, and versus what you had before. But then also as you're moving into these new solutions, what is the risk of moving into the new solution? So, you know, there's almost multiple facets to risk that we're going to talk about as well. So I'll go ahead and go into the first one. Number one is innovation, right? There is a risk of innovation. Let's say we want to try something new. Um, and again, Will we be successful? There's the idea of, are you picking the right technology? Are you picking the right vendor? Are you allocating an appropriate amount of budget? Um, and, and what's really great about this one is as we laid out in the previous shows, there's all this variability. There isn't necessarily this concept of locking us into a lot of these decisions. We do have the ability to identify and move into a different area, move into a different solution, move into a different vendor. So let's say we pick a technology, like maybe a database technology. There's a lot of databases to choose from. Well, maybe that that type of database we've chosen isn't optimized for the solution we want. And so this is a way to, again, think about how can I minimize risk as I'm moving forward into these new solutions. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the second thing we have on the list is what I'll call sort of risk of planning. Um, you know, we, we've all likely been in uh, groups where, you know, somebody sets a big goal, we go through a big planning process. How are we going to get there? Um, how are we going to do this? How much is it going to cost? How much, you know, how many resources do we need? How do we plan it all out? And a lot of times, you know, that planning process will take months and months. And we, we you know, we, we kind of, we draw ourselves some pictures, we build out some spreadsheets, we build out some budgets, or, you know, we kind of anticipate stuff. But all along, we're still just at step zero, essentially. We haven't actually built anything. And as much as we think we have good data, we haven't actually been validating this against the market, against does the technology work? Do people like the user experience? And so one of the nice things about cloud computing, because of its on-demand nature, because of its flexibility of payment, because you have access to so many different technologies, you know, it begins to shift how you think about planning. And, and for the companies that have been successful, you know, they often begin to go from what we used to call sort of waterfall models or very long planning models to sort of shorter iterative models. Sometimes they're called sprints. Um, and ultimately what they're doing is they're going, yes, we have a big picture. We have some ultimate goals, but we're going to kind of, you know, begin building right now. We're going to build the first couple of steps. We're going to validate if they work. And, and then we can redetermine, are we still on the right track? Is this still the right time frame we want? Is this, you know, did, did we meet certain initial goals or did we learn something 
that's going to make us pivot. So, you know, it really changes the planning process when you don't have to do long, long, long planning without getting immediate feedback or periodic feedback uh, about different aspects, technology, budgeting, you know, user acceptance, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Yep. And I'll move on to our, our third one, which is risk of overspending and, and cloud computing can really help us with this risk of overspending. Now, don't get me wrong though. This could be more of a challenge at times as well. So let me explain what I mean. Um, historically, what would happen is we would have to do a certain amount of, of planning like we did in the previous step. Then it was time to go procure something. And maybe historically we would procure it to a certain size, both initially for maybe that proof of concept. Um, but then as the business seeds grow, we have to project those out. And sometimes those models are accurate. Sometimes they're not. And so um, having a project that is extremely successful is as risky, even though it's what everyone wants, it is as risky as a project that is under successful as well. So this idea of, of how can we match what we're spending to the service as the service grows. Um, again, this could be very challenging at times, depending on the tools we use, depending on the architecture. And this is where we have to constantly, as business owners, stay aligned and really align the thought process of what we're building versus the plan. And, and I like that concept, Brian, again, of breaking the plan down into smaller chunks, because then we can can match the risk and the spend to the plan at any given time. Yeah, absolutely. Or you can you can parallelize things or figure out other ways to go about solving it. You know, the last one that we've got in our sort of uh, uh, you know list of of types of risk that you should be looking at is what I'll call risk of failure. And Aaron mentioned in an earlier episode this idea of sort of fail fast or iterate fast. You know, the reality is, look, you're going to have failures in business. You're going to have failures in life. The challenge becomes, you know, are there ways to mitigate how big that failure is? Or are there ways to learn even in scenarios where you have failures? And again, you know, because of the immediacy that you can get access to technology, the ability to do stuff on shorter periods of time, to collect fast feedback, what we see oftentimes is the companies that really take advantage of cloud the the best, that begin to change their processes to to become more iterative, to you know, sort of have shorter windows of, of what they're trying to do, they're able to reduce the failures they have. It doesn't mean they're going to eliminate them. And we're going to talk about sort of some, some big failures you can have in cloud computing, but they allow themselves to, you know, control the blast radius, if you will, control, you know, when they have a, an idea that just doesn't work out, how do they sort of cap off not spending so much money on that? How do they learn from it? Right. So it's not just a failure, it's you know, a learning opportunity. So this is another area where, again, the things we've been talking about, you know, immediacy, flexibility of cost, flex access to new technologies, not being dependent on location, those are all things that you can use to your advantage to control uh, the failures that you have and, and how you learn from those failures. Aaron, why don't you talk us a little bit? Let's put this into some practical, you know, practical um, you know, situations. Walk us through some of the other things that we should kind of be considering that are important. And then we want to wrap up with kind of what are some of the actual risks 
you know, once you choose to be in the cloud that you should also be aware of. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the number one, and we talked about this in previous seasons, uh, um, is around understand this concept of a shared responsibility model. Now, this model exists and think of this as an agreement between your organization and a cloud provider, um, a services provider, who is responsible for what? Now, there is a lot of times technical sides to this, meaning who is going to set security security policies or who is going to make sure things, you know, have the right access or should be working like they should. That's certainly one aspect of this. But from a business standpoint, it's also really important to understand who owns what and who is going to operate what so that in case things happen and kind of go sideways, what is your responsibility in the larger model so that you can plan for it and reduce your risk appropriately? You know, we have seen stories in the industry of some companies that that unfortunately have gone out of business overnight. And it was because of this shared responsibility model where one technical aspect led to a business responsibility that just wasn't followed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the other thing that, that I think is really important to remember is that, um, you know, risk or, or opportunity costs, we've talked about both of those in, in this episode and previous ones, sometimes they're very difficult to measure. So, you know, sometimes what you need to do is almost work backwards. So think about <clears throat> what can I control and what can't I control? So maybe break those down into, into those two sort of things. And, and you kind of have to ask yourself, can I design around what I can control? So things that I can then measure and, and sort of put some, some risk validations or risk values against. And then can you design around what you can't control? And th that answer is probably no, but it helps you to then say, okay, if I can't control that, are there then aspects of it that I can control? So, you know, for example, if you're thinking about the availability of your application, there are some things that you can control, what you do in your own application, what you do in your own software. Maybe you know that you can't necessarily control some aspect of how fast uh, the cloud, you know, delivers networking or um, how available something will be. And then you go, okay, if I can't control those to the level that I need to, what then can I do to design around them? So it is important to, to you know, while risk measurement is sort of hard, you can break them down into what can I control, what can I control, and then begin to fine tune those areas so you can get to a risk level that you feel comfortable with and, and you can sort of plan for certain failures, which again, we talked about failures are going to happen. Aaron, why don't you sort of wrap up? I, I want to kind of have a little section here called, you know, risks of using the cloud, right? We talked about sort of reducing risk, but once you're in the cloud, um, you know, there are some, like anything else, it's like driving a car or being on an airplane. What are some of the kind of just immediate known risk that we see when you're using the cloud? Yeah, I think the number one and most apparent one is not having good governance. And, and the reason why I say it's the most apparent one We've all heard the stories of, oh, somebody left something running that they shouldn't have or, or some process ran out of control. And because of the metered nature of some of the, the cloud services, well, if you give users self-service and don't give, give them governance around it, well, this self-service could lead to some really large bills, right? Something 
maybe wasn't taken down or, or was able to scale too large. So this is the, you know, uh, probably a, the nightmare scenario that, that, most of us have in our heads, but B it's also the reason it's in our head is because it's the one that is talked about the most as well. Yeah. Well, and the second one on our list is sort of goes hand in hand with that. And, and, you know, it's one thing not to have good governance controls. You don't even know what people are doing, but the second one is even if you do know what they're doing, not having good cost controls. We talked about that a little bit in the, in the cost reduction thing, but you know, you, you want to know, uh, you know, what are people doing? You want to have visibility into the spend. And then you want to begin to think about like, yes, they turned that on and yes, they picked a price point they thought it was, but are they using it in a good way? And this is where you really begin to have to understand, you know, how, how are things build? Are they build capacity? Are they build by the hour? Are they build directionally? Are they build, you know, in other ways? And then you have to begin to think about, do I still need that for my application? Are there alternatives that I can use? So having good cost controls are probably one in one A with good governance controls. Aaron, anything else? Last last things on the list? Yeah, I was going to add one. Um, so in addition to the shared responsibility model that we talked about earlier, something else to consider when you're talking about risk and especially around the what you can and can't control from a design standpoint, make sure you understand there is... Um, this concept of, of SLAs, service level agreements. And that is nothing more than, than it helps in that shared responsibility model of what are the expectations of the service that you're getting. Make sure you understand the SLAs because those SLAs will help you design the, the controls as well as the governance models as well. Very cool. Very cool. Well, listen, uh, folks, I hope you enjoyed uh, sort of learning about how do you better manage risk and and reduce risk um, and, and how much that matters to your business. And on the next show, we're going to start looking at how do we use the cloud for business advantage? How do we gain a competitive advantage in the cloud? Thank you for listening to Cloudcast Basics. You can find all the show details at cloudcastbasics.net or in your favorite podcast player.